0: Welcome everyone to Our Personal Interest, where we talk about, well, whatever the hell we want. Hi everyone, welcome to Our Personal Interest. I'm Timothy Grant and with me tonight, we have a special guest from Alligator Alley Entertainment and a lead designer on a tabletop RPG called Esper Genesis, heroic sci-fi in a fifth edition rule set. The game is currently up on Kickstarter. And, um, well, Rich, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's a pleasure uh, to be here. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell our audience, um, who you are?
1: Oh, well, uh, my name is Rich Lescafler. I am lead designer for Esper Genesis. Uh, It is a sci-fi role-playing game for 5th edition. I am one of three members of Alligator Alley Entertainment. Uh, We have uh, recently put together our company. Uh, We have a a couple of uh, products under our belt, including the uh, Witch Hunter The Invisible World RPG. Uh, I have been uh, writing games for uh, basically about a a year now. I've written a couple of uh, adventures for D&D uh, Adventurous League, and have been working on my own stuff since then.
0: Awesome. So tell me a little about Esper Genesis and tell my listeners
1: why they should go check it out. Esper Genesis is both uh, a very easy and very fun way to, uh, you know, for 5th edition players to get into uh, sci fi role playing. Uh, it, it, it takes everything that you know about fifth edition and it puts it you know into this immersive sci-fi setting it's it's a it's a rule set for fifth edition and it's a setting at the same time that comes together to where you know you could just open the book and if you've played fifth edition before characters are just as easy to make the rules are just as easy to 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 get accustomed to it is uh we we've made sure that it is by far uh, the most fun, fast, easy, and customizable way to get your sci-fi on and get your 5th your edition on at the same time. Which
0: sounds awesome, because I, I run D&D 5th edition quite often, and we ha- I have a weekly game that I run at my house, and I'm getting tired of playing that fantasy setting. I really want to get into that sci-fi setting. And when I saw your Kickstarter, I, I got really excited because I really enjoy that 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 simplified fifth edition style of playing and i have a chance to play sci-fi in it without having to actually like skin the whole game myself that sounds
1: awesome <laughs> thanks well now you know exactly how i felt when i started drawing it up <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell me a little bit about like what makes S for genesis unique in tabletop
1: gaming Uh, well, the first and primary thing that makes Genesis unique is, uh, is, is the, the setting itself. Uh, well, uh, so if you, if you go into, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, for example, you know, the initial, you know, all of the additions up to fifth, it, you know, a lot of people don't, don't realize it, but it actually does have a setting. Uh, it has, you know, settings incorporated into its races, its monsters, you know, all types of fantasy lore, uh what we decided to do with Esper Genesis was do exactly the same thing. Take take, you know, all sorts of different types of lore from inspired science fiction and incorporate it into a game that is, you know, just as new and fresh as when you open up the fantasy version of like the player's handbook. And you know, we we wanted to make it like, you know, you opening up your first D&D book, that's the feel that we wanted to to go with when we were uh, putting Aspergenesis together.
0: What were some of those influences that that drove you to this?
1: Uh, well, ever since I was a kid, I I love of sci-fi and D and D's always been my favorite role-playing game. So putting t- the two together was a it was a no-brainer for me. Uh, I grew up loving Star Wars and you know all sorts of uh, all sorts of science fiction shows, Battlestar Galactica, you know things like that. And and it's not just TV. I'll go into, I'll go into anime, Macross, Ghost in the Shell, uh, things like that. Comic book reader. I'm also, you know, I was also a very big video gamer for years. Mass Effect had a very, very large influence <laughs> on me <laughs> as far as gaming is concerned. Uh, so, you know, you take all of my fandom and everything sci-fi accustomed with it and put it together and the world sort of just built itself.
0: And, and that's pretty, pretty awesome that you, you took something that you really loved. And you turned it into uh, a version of Fifth Edition that everyone else can love and everyone else can
1: enjoy. Well, once once I once I figured out the the, the, the basics behind it, it was a lot easier, thankfully, uh, than I expected. Fifth, fifth Edition, um, I have to give credit to the guys that put it together. They they really brought you know the system back to the the core of of, yeah. of fun and yeah. and it is so customizable you know once you look at it and just sort of tear away you know the the, the overlay of of all the you know of, of the world that's there you realize that the system is is very malleable and uh it was it's if you love playing it you, you know, you you have just as much fun building off of it.
0: Now, what what are some of the the things that a game master could really enjoy about Esper Genesis, and what makes it something that a GM will want to run?
1: Well, uh, the very first thing is that you know, just like uh, just like Five E Core, the the core rules will provide you with all the tools that you'll need to actually create. And run your own sci-fi adventure. You don't even have to, you know, you don't have to focus on, on the adventures or, or the setting. You know, we're, we're trying to make it very, uh, very customizable without making it rules heavy. So, uh, we, we have the core manual that'll provide races and classes and everything, uh, just like, um, just like 5e core. And in one of the guidebooks, we'll have tables set up for the game master. You know, uh, you can you can create a space station here. You can, you know, create uh, create a, a group of NPCs here, a planet over here, and just sort of build your own world. It, as a matter of fact, I mean, it's a, it's a universe. I mean, we provide you with a base setting, but the possibilities technically are infinite with what you can do.
0: I, I like the, the sound of that. Uh, you talk about being able to create your own games and stuff. But what about the other end of it? Is, is there going to be, like, any organized play? Are you guys planning on having modules come out? And, like, how is that stuff going to work? Uh,
1: absolutely. That's uh, that's one of the first things that we're going to do uh, once we have the, the core books in production. Uh, the organized play that we have is called the Crucible Core. And... Uh, it, it, what we are planning on doing for the Kickstarter is the very first adventure we're writing is an exclusive adventure for that organized play, for, uh, you know, for the backers that, that, that want it run. Uh, beyond that, we are going to write separate adventures for Aspergenesis, but that organized play is going to keep building and it's going to keep going. Um, the thing that makes our organized play different from, uh, some others that exist is that The universe is new. The setting is very new. Uh, a lot of what the players will be doing, uh, within the organized play is going to shape the way the story arcs go. You know, we're actually going to have like uh, input from the players and the players actions. A lot of that is going to influence what's going on, what the next, what the next plot is going to be, whether, you know, these players are the players themselves will get to choose. The way everything builds around the the central core planets, and you know they'll be able to leave their mark. Yeah,
0: and, and I'll tell you right now, if, if I was a player and I do plan on trying to play this at a uh, organized play at some point, uh, that would hook me right then and there. If I have influence on where the organized play is going to go, and I don't feel like I'm railroaded by it, I'm really, really going to be invested into that, and I'm really going to want to play it more.
1: Yeah, that that is uh, that is actually one of my favorite things about role playing in the first place. You know, when I'm a player or I'm, or I'm a or I'm a game master, I I, I like the f- I like it when players are able to to and en- you know enmesh themselves in the story and decide you know major decisions not only for themselves for, uh, but for what's actually happening. So we also want to reward players that really get into uh what's going on. You know, their their character. Will you know either either earn you know the particular items, reputations, uh, you know things that will enable them to um, you know uh, participate in in certain special events or uh, communicate with you know different sorts of NPCs in a in a, in a different matter because uh, they've already gone through the pre- the previous storyline. Which which sounds
0: really awesome. Uh, I played some. of
1: D and D's League
0: and I really like that you have that involvement in that way. But I feel almost like there's a little bit of a disconnect at times with the Adventurers League, and I like the way that this is sounding. It sounds it sounds like it's going to definitely be a lot of fun.
1: Uh, we hope so too. Uh, the I th- I think the the main or or what we think the main draw will be is that unlike playing Adventures League, you know it. It's it's an established world that's been there forever. Uh, Esper Genesis is is new, and it's massive. So there's so many different so many different decisions, so many ways to get involved, and, and so many uh, different methods you can go about leaving your mark in the story.
0: I, I really like the idea of me possibly like influencing the story so much that. Possibly my character could become an NPC at a later point, or a legend in the game. That would be really awesome.
1: <laughs> that's that's actually something that uh, that the guys and I were discussing. I'm not I'm not confirming <laughs> anything yet, but uh, your your uh, <laughs> your brain is, is going a particular way that that, that mine was, but uh, that's yeah, it, that's something yeah, it, we'll have to bring it's, about. It's later definitely on.
0: something that would be really cool to see in in, uh, in an organized play um what about modules i mean do you guys plan on, on making some modules or gaming aids aids, player aids
1: yes uh well in addition to the organized play we are going to have some regular modules that that are going to be coming out uh, a lot of them are um going to be print and pdf uh just like the books uh we have a well uh actually you can you can see some of them in the kickstarter now um we have uh, we have some stretch goals to where uh, we're we're planning on printing uh, Esper power cards, kind of like the spell cards uh, nice. for D and D.
0: I always like more stuff like that in the game. Where instead of me looking at a computer or something, if I have something physical in front of me, it's I, I feel it's more immersive for me. In order to stay in the game and be involved in the game, instead of like going to my phone and looking up a rule or looking up a spell, it I think it's more involving to have those type of materials on the table
1: i I completely agree uh we we, we also have uh i mean obviously there, there's going to be the game master screen but uh we're planning on on putting out uh, a lot of uh laminated uh full color maps that uh you know you can you could put on the table and you know those those are those are actually also in the campaign right now. A lot of people do like that when you can when you can present something on the table everybody can look at it. And if you have the the PDF format for people that play online, roll twenty or or anything like yeah, that.
0: Yeah I'm I'm a big fan of maps. I draw my own maps constantly but I'm always like there's, there are times where you're running short as a, a game master, and you just want to have something you could just throw down on the table and just have something like laid out for you. And having that type of material as a GM is very, very valuable. Um, are they wet erase or dry erase
1: maps? Well, they're they're generally uh, general lamination, so it's most likely going to be okay. dry erase.
0: And and that's definitely a help too because I usually like to be able to modify things on the maps, that to be able to, like, add things gives more immersion into the game because you walk into a room, like, your players see the map on the table, but when you when you can just be like, well, this is all blocked off here, and you add the blocked off with the with the marker, I feel like it helps a lot.
1: Yeah, it does. And, you know, it also helps where you can uh, mark spots on the map where, uh, you know, where your players are going to be, or... You know, you have a particular enemy, you just draw that marker, and you're like, "This this enemy is right here." And I I, I like that sort yeah, of interaction. I, I
0: do too. Ha- having having something visual for the players to work with too, besides their their own imagination, really helps out.
1: Like I mentioned before, I I started, we started noticing that a lot of players play online, uh. So digital maps are also a thing. I actually like using that. <laughs> So we will definitely have uh, we will definitely have that uh, available. You know, the, all the maps that that are that are creating physically, we'll have them as PDF download. And we are uh, we're actually looking into getting the game uh, transferred into Fantasy Grounds as well for any Fantasy Grounds fans Which, out
0: which there. would be really awesome. That was going to be my next question. Are you are you thinking about integrating with any of these other companies like Fantasy Grounds and Roll Twenty? Because I think that'd be a huge step for you guys to be able to give the, the digital players a whole new place to play.
1: Yeah. Uh, Roll 20 is the easiest. You can, you can put anything in Roll 20. Uh, you know, especially considering, uh, you know, 5th edition now is very, very e- easily integratable into Roll 20. Fantasy Grounds, uh, does take a little bit of work. Um, I actually, I have Fantasy Grounds and, uh, I've, I've, been writing a few uh, modules for dm skill that i've been uh converting into fantasy grounds so you know i'm I'm taking a look at the format for that and it it you know again it's going to take a little bit of doing but we want to get that done because there are a lot of players that are that are into fantasy grounds it's very easy for you know for you not have to get a group together to sit at a table.
0: Absolutely, I mean that, that's one of the hardest things. To try to find players, especially if you're in an area where there's no place to meet other players. If you don't have a game store or something like that where people go to play games, it's really hard sometimes to find a group of players. And and the wonderful invention of the internet that. It is, uh, and makes it so much easier now to be able to play with people and be able to find people to play in your games or find a GM to run a game for you. And having that, that fantasy grounds or roll 20 input is key for me.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, I mean, look what it's done for a lot of, uh, you know, now you have, uh, d game, uh, shows on the internet, you know, uh, live streaming. A- Absolutely. So um,
0: tell us a little more about the Kickstarter itself, because the Kickstarter is going to be ending in about what, about 48 hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have uh, we have just a little more than two days left on it. Uh, the Kickstarter, what you get uh, out of the Kickstarter is you are able to get a, you know, either a, a full set of books. You can get either get, a, you know, all three PDFs. That's uh, that's one of the options uh the higher opt, the higher tiers uh will allow you to get a a set of of all three of the books which uh we've actually just passed the the stretch goal to where you know it is it is confirmed they're all going to be uh full hardbound uh hardbound books so they'll look very nice next to all the other fifth vision books
0: which I absolutely love having hard copies of anything so for more,
1: the more than me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we have a, um, we have a, what we call the Master Esper set. And it comes with a, uh, a collector's edition, uh, cover of the book that you can, you can only get through the Kickstarter. Uh, comes with a book plate that's, uh, that's signed by, by me. Um, you also get all, all four of the full color laminated maps that we'll be selling and the screen. So, you know, it, it kind of, uh, I believe the, 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 with the screen and the maps, uh, it's, it's like an extra 30, like a, like 30, $35 you're actually saving, uh, by, by actually going with the, uh, by actually going with the Esper set, uh, the master Esper set. Uh, we, in addition to that, are trying to get some add-ons for our backers. Uh, you know, we, we just, we just unlocked the stretch goal where we have, uh, two additional maps. Uh, that they can purchase an add-on, and they're going to get as a free PDF download that you can't get outside of the Kickstarter. Which is cool.
0: I I, I really like having those type of things in the Kickstarter. If I see like you're not going to be able to get this anywhere, uh, you might you might sell me yeah. on that. <laughs>
1: it, it's uh that's my my favorite thing about about Kickstarters is that you know you you go in and and it's very nice to see that you want to help people that that have that have your back that support you you know you want to you want to get them the you want to get them the best quality of of everything that you can that was that was our goal was to make a you know very very fun very nice very beautiful game and try to give as much to our backers as we can high quality as we can
0: that's a great thing to hear because sometimes i i go to kickstarter and i see some games and i want to back them but all they're giving you is the game and they don't They don't want to give back to the people that are trying to support them and and to hear that is, is really cool.
1: Well, we're trying to do that for both, uh, for both backers and retailers. That, that was, uh, one of the important, uh, one of the important things about our campaign. Uh, Brian, who's, you know, he's been running his game store, uh, for about 30 years and he has the entire retailer's perspective on things. So, uh, we've also made it a, a very retailer friendly campaign. Uh, to where, you know, the retailers can come in and, you know, they will be the only retailers that can actually get collector's edition versions of the books. They'll be able to sell them 30 days before everybody else. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to get that, uh, that sort of, that sort of cooperation between, between backers and retailers. So like, you know, retailers that sign with us can also become like a, like a pickup point, uh, instead of having, you know, books ship to the uh ship to the backer where the backer would have to pay for the shipping. I mean they'll they'll still have to pay for shipping but they you know but uh you, we can kind of consolidate shipping costs by have it by having it go to a local store. And then that store owner can get the backer to come in and you know there's a there's a local customer there <laughs> with uh you know with a place to play.
0: Yeah, that that sounds like an awesome idea.
1: In addition to that, anybody that joins the Kickstarter is going to get uh early access to the basic rules. Uh, which is, you know, it, it's pretty much everything you need to put together characters and, and play, you know, Esper Genesis as, as a, as a player or a game master. It's, um, it's, it's a, it's a PDF. Uh, it's very much like, uh, like the D&D basic rules, uh, in, in a sense, the, the free downloadable ones. But, uh, we're, we're planning on, on adding a a few extra things and we're, we're laying it out like, Uh, like an actual product uh that's actually gonna go to you know everybody on the website once the books uh, come out next year but until then by around the early uh late spring early summer it's gonna go out to all of our backers for free
0: that's cool uh and i'm looking forward to being able to play Esper genesis
1: (laughs) we're looking forward to getting it to you (laughs) (laughs) um so
0: is there anything else you would like to tell our our audience uh, about espergenesis? Uh
1: sure, Ab- absolutely. Well, the the game is very it's a very easy learning curve. Uh, we we have set it up to where, you know, when we were first looking at putting together espergenesis, uh I was sort of uh taking the 5e rules and trying to trying to break them apart and saying, well, you know, how do you how do you make this into a sci-fi game? And then what I actually decided to do instead, once I actually took a look and, and you know broke down fifth edition for what it was, I was like, well I don't really need to change most of this. I need to take the sci-fi setting that I have and incorporate it straight into fifth edition. So anybody that's played any Adventures league or D and D, you know, 5e or, you know, they, they can, they can pick up Esper Genesis, open the book, see the additional rules for, you know, automatic weapons or starship combat or, uh, you know, or, or how the, or, or how the Esper powers work. And they can go, Oh, I know how this works already. You know, I can, I can kind of look at it and it's new, but I understand it because it's based off of. Or or platforms off of an old rule. So I, I do have one question
0: that I really want to know about, you know, because this is a sci-fi themed game. And this is one thing that I've been wondering about because D&D doesn't have it because it's not a sci-fi theme. Is space combat. Can you tell me more about space combat in Esper Genesis?
1: Sure. Uh, space combat... Every ship or every vehicle, I, I, sh- I should say, because you know it's it's not necessarily just starships. You also have your you know your hovercrafts and you know your your smaller vehicles. Uh, each one has a, a base set of stats that's that's based on the vehicle itself. Uh, those base stats are modified by the character that is operating it. So you know for 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 single for single player vessels like a, a small starship or you know, a a hover bike or, or something like that, uh, the pilot stats or the pilot stat bonuses actually modifies, uh, the stats of the vehicle. Um, but then you move on into larger ships like, like, uh, like group ships, uh, you know, shuttles and freighters and, and, and things like that. And then each ship has a, has multiple roles have a pilot, a co-pilot, a technician, uh, you know, somebody that manages the weapons, the gunners, and all of the, all of those characters, uh, abilities and stats all modify the ship stats. So, you know, the the pilot will will modify the armor class of the ship and the maneuverability of the ship. Uh, the technician will modify the ship's hit points, uh, the sensors, the initiative bonus. You know, the gunners will will modify the the stats of the weapons. So, uh, actually, choosing and um, and incorporating a crew in the right places is very important. Uh, when you're when you're dealing with starships, especially when it comes down to starship combat, and
0: and that sounds really cool to be thinking like in in the in a way where, let's say I want to be an engineer, in in Esper Genesis, and I have a full crew, and I'm the engineer on the ship, and it's really actually going to affect how the ship works and is like me being able to fix it or being able to do whatever in the middle of a combat really depends on me. That sounds really cool. Yep. It sounds very like I'm going to be completely immersed into that.
1: Yeah, we we also we we built it that way so it also builds like a uh you know, it, it's a it's an instant sense of camaraderie in, in in a party, you know. Now now they now they sort of have to work together and make decisions every single you know every single round the combat will flow you know just as fast as ground combat but now they're sort of working as this as as a cohesive team because you know what what one player does will affect another player pilot you know maneuvering is going to affect the aim of the gunner you know and 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 vice versa so you know decisions have to be made uh like a group and Every every role has its own maneuvers that they can choose from. So, you know, by by putting that together and discussing it, you now have just kind of one chain of events that the group that the group does, and then you know, and then the enemy goes, and the combat still goes just as fast. It's just a different feel.
0: And I could definitely see my players right now. The first time we play this. I can see them all just ended up dying in that spaceship because because of not being able to work together and fighting over what they're going to do, <laughs> which is going to be really fun for me to see unfold.
1: Oh, you know that's that's uh, that's the learning curve. It's, it's, it's the same as that that first you know that that first that yeah, group of first level adventurers that just met in the tavern and you know they don't like each other. And <laughs>
0: that, that's exactly what I just went through in my in the campaign I just started
1: running. well if um if you want to give the the space combat rules a try so we have a we have a free starter adventure called follow the eos keldor uh that we actually came out with uh last uh late july and that was actually our first product that we had sent out you know as a as a free giveaway uh in order to to see you know who who wanted to play test the game you know, we had a, we had a sign up. We have, we've had, uh, playtesters sign up, uh, 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 almost, um, uh, 300 of them actually, uh, off of the website, which is, uh, espergenesis.com. And, uh, for about six months up until the end of February, we've been taking that starter adventure, follow the EOS Keldor, and we've been developing, um, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of modifying, making the tweaks that needed to be made. And then I was able to put put out playtest packets, which is which is part of the basic rules where they can make, uh, where they can they can cre- create actual characters with classes and backgrounds, uh, and the different alien races. Uh, by the time we had gotten through all of that, I was able to take everything that the playtesters gave me and fit it back into the initial starter adventure, which is still available, f- you know, for free to to, uh, to everyone. They can go in. It's set up. To where it's not a large learning curve at all. So a lot of the things are set to, you know, incorporate itself directly into fifth edition. They're all starter characters. So, uh, we wanted the starter adventure to have everything that looks completely familiar to a player that's, that's opening the book for, for the first time. So not all of the, obviously not all of the rules will be in there, but it's enough to where you can get a complete feel of what the game is going to be like.
0: And, and what are some of those starting classes?
1: Uh, well, there are, uh, so every character class, uh, technically is an Esper. The, the, the way that the setting is, is made up is that the, there are these, uh, there are these structures, uh, in different parts of the galaxy called crucibles. Uh, these things, uh, their cores generate a, a massive amount of, uh, of energy that, People have harnessed uh, over the generations and they've been they've been using to uh, power, you know, their cities. They use it for starship travel, faster than light travel uh, weapons, you know, now incorporate uh, this energy from the crucibles. Um, there are the character classes are referred to as espers uh, because they are actually able to take this energy, this 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 cosmic energy that's coming out of the crucibles and use it themselves uh, in the form of abilities and powers. Um, and, you know, of course you have, you have different types. You have, uh, you have the melders who are your, um, your matter manipulators. Uh, they're able to take energy and convert it into another form or, or able to, you know, uh, phase through space, shift gravity, you know, generate, uh, different elements, uh, and the like. Um, you know, you also have your, your warriors and your, uh, and your specialists that uh, instead they use implants that actually power all of their weapons and tools and uh, different types of gear. Uh, the engineer, which is uh, probably, uh, probably the, the, the class that, that took the, that took the longest time to play test uh, has a, a device Completely made of the material called a rig, and you know they're able uh, to to use all the all the materials in their rig to uh, create uh, drones and plasma weapons and uh, you know uh, things things of that sort. Very very you know sci-fi oriented classes.
0: And, and did uh, cyberpunk have an influence on you guys when you're designing this? Because it, it sounds very like cyberpunkish.
1: Uh, cyberpunk was definitely one of the big influences. Uh, probably, probably as much as, uh, as well mass effect and uh which which also has a bit of that and uh and and fantasy star the old ones wow. <laughs> which which kind of which kind of had a uh i i'm i'm older than than everybody thinks <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh but uh but yeah you know uh cyberpunk uh is 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 a big factor especially once you get down to the planetary stuff i love Blade runner and Akira oh, and ghost in the ghost in the shell and you know, all of that has a place uh in the game system. Um we we tried to make it so that everywhere you go you can kinda have a different theme of sci-fi incorporated into it.
0: Well you've you've sold me on all that and I've already backed it. I <laughs> I would have went and backed it right now if just off of what you just said.
1: <laughs> well um uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like all of the things. <laughs> all of the things. So do I. <laughs> and we we plan on making more of more of all of these things for everyone to for everyone to enjoy. Uh we know that there's a lot of we know that there's a, there's a lot of sci-fi themes. And we tried to our first focus was to make a game. So we we wanted to just make a game anybody can can play and then incorporate what they love on top of it. So, even though there's a setting, you know, as you branch off into different parts of the galaxy, uh, there are going to be different things you can run into. You know, it, we, we, uh, we were trying to make it easy for a game master to say, hey, you know, this world has this kind of sci-fi on it, this tech, this, this sort of, uh, technical level on it. You know, you can kind of, you can kind of tweak around it. So, you can walk into a world that's entirely cyberpunk, you know, for example. And, uh, you know, we, in addition, we want to eventually come out with, um, with additional rules to branch off into other kinds of sci-fi, you know, uh, steampunk. A lot of people love steampunk. I love steampunk, uh, uh, giant mecha robot anime. (laughs) So certain things like that. Yeah,
0: that, that sounds really cool. And, and of course you're going to have GMs like me that are going to want to throw my players on a on a planet that has no tech at all. And they're stuck there and have to figure out how to get off of it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you and I think very alike. I noticed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the the game seems really awesome. I'm really excited to play it and I can't wait for it to come out. Um I, I really like the concept of Asper- Aspergenesis, and I, I'm I'm really excited for this.
1: Oh, awesome! We are we are too. We um, originally this this kind of just started as a as a little sci-fi rules setup. This was just me typing typing up ideas, and uh, you know, thankfully I, I had uh, you know uh, Brian and uh, Brian and Eric were putting together you know a lot of stuff themselves each one of us is is sort of working on our own thing and it was it was kind of the right it just ended up being the right time uh i ended up discussing all this stuff with them and we said hey you know we could put together a company (laughs) and uh (laughs) and uh and do this sort of thing so you know it's it's new and it's really exciting and you know, and because it's everything that we love, we can do our best to give all the stuff that we love to everybody else so they can love it too.
0: Yeah, and I I just want to say thank you for even uh attempting to do any of this because I I really want to see more sci-fi in in games and I don't get to see enough of it right now. And I've I've tried some sci fi settings and sci fi games and I haven't haven't really liked them too much, but Seeing that I have the five e rule set and completely understanding the five e rule set and knowing that there's a way to play five e in a sci-fi setting, I'm I'm sold.
1: Uh, awesome! That, yeah, that was that was our full intention to you know to to give people who who love can love and get into five e. Uh, uh, a setting that they can play in and a setting that they can expand on, and especially dealing with the organized play, you know, something they can actually dive into with their character and, and, and forge kind of, you know, a storyline and, uh, you know, along, and along with us. And a universe. And a universe. <laughs> which, which will, you know, that's, that's another, that's another great thing. You know, And in, in fantasy, you're kind of, you know, you're on a, you're on a world. You're, you know, the, you don't really leave. When you have a, uh, when you have an infinite expanse of like space and planets and things like that, then just, you know, anything can, anything new can come up and anything old can incorporate into it and keep going. Which is awesome. Um, we also, uh, recognize the fact that there are a lot of different types of sci fi fans. So, you know, 5e is a, a very fast and fun system. Uh what we are also planning on putting in the in the technician's guidebook are you know optional uh optional rules for players that like to you know uh very cyberpunky stuff, you know, in, in, in a sense, can I can I can I modify my gun? Can I modify my armor? You know, can I, can I build a brand new ship from scratch? (laughs) What can I put in it?
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I, I, and all those are the exciting things that I look forward to. I'm sure my players are going to look forward to because having that unknown, new, fresh thing to be able to open the open and play and not know what's going to come at you as a player. That is really exciting and. I really can't wait to be able to play this as a player at an organized event.
1: We also are kind of looking forward to seeing, uh, how many people want to come in and, 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 and participate. Like, you know, this is, uh, it's a very big project for us. So players that want to come in, and are actually interested in opening up something brand new and saying, and, and, and saying, Hey, you know, I want to be, I want to be involved in this. It's, it's a, it's a really good feeling. It's a, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of the feeling that we're going for, uh, you know, to put, to put in, to put in a lot of this work.
0: Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I can't be excited enough for this, uh, I'm sure the the guys uh, in in the podcast are are going to enjoy hopefully playing this one day uh, possibly as a live stream uh, which would be really fun.
1: Oh, you know I, I actually didn't even <laughs> didn't cross my mind until about 5 seconds ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it's definitely something that could be happening in the future and uh, and I'd really like to try to make that happen. Oh, yeah, awesome. But, uh, I think, I think that's all we have time for today. Um, but I would like to talk about one thing before we go. We have a autism awareness, uh, gaming fundraiser going on tomorrow at New Wave Comics in Pennsylvania. You can go check out newwavecomics.net for directions and more information, or you can go over to our website at degreesofgaming.com for, for either directions or info itself. And, uh, yeah, come. Come uh, play games with us, have fun, and us with Degrees of Gaming and our personal interests will also be there with our friends over at fandable.com who will also be running two games, and yeah, it should be loads of fun. Come join us. It's from 2 to 7, and we have lots of games coming. We're going to have raffles going off, and we'll be taking donations for Autism NJ, so come check it out and have fun gaming with us. And, Rich, thank you for uh, coming on once again. Uh, it was a blast talking to you. It's really fr- refreshing to hear uh, that your Kickstarter, first of all, is a success, and I'm going to be able to get to play Esper Genesis. And, yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me on. Uh, this, this was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it definitely was. So, uh, everyone, uh, hopefully you will catch the Kickstarter before it ends on Sunday. Uh, Sunday the 9th and um, hopefully you can join in and getting some benefits from the Kickstarter and uh, this is good night
1: good night thank you Tim this is
0: our personal interest thank you for listening and well good night